0: Hello, how are you doing today? Welcome back. I'm excited that you're here. This episode, you'll notice, is a little bit longer than we usually go, and that's because it's a really important topic, and we have a really good discussion about it. So, we are talking all about binge eating, which can be an eating disorder, but it can also just be a behavior that anyone can go through. And so, basically with binge eating you know it's like what is actually the cause of this because a lot of people when they're like oh I have this problem binge eating they're like oh maybe if I just get rid of the food that I binge on maybe if I just I don't know the other things but you just always focus on the problem And here, we're taking it back, we're going back to how can we find a solution? Like, why do we have these cravings? Why do we have these, like, raginous rages where we're like, we just want to eat everything? Like, that's what we're going to be talking about today. But before we jump into that, real quick, I had, like, almost an aha moment this week in our Facebook group, Because each week when we welcome the new members, I really like just asking what people's weekly goals are, which you might be like, wait, what? You don't do goals, Emily, and I don't. You know, I'd never tell myself, oh, I'm going to have this weight goal or this exercise goal. But I do like to set like maybe small daily goals or weekly goals. And I've been kind of stuck. I'm like, I don't know what to do anymore. It's cold it's dark I'm tired (laughs) and then I was reading some of the posts that people made this week and it gave me such inspiration on like different things that I could be focusing on because someone mentioned they're like I signed up for all these workout classes but my goal is to give myself grace if I can't make one of them another person was talking about how they want to be in the present moment more they're like yeah you know like when I'm eating one meal I don't want to be thinking about the next if I'm at a workout I don't want to be thinking about afterwards like I want to be in the present moment another person was talking about just going to bed before midnight each night another was about stretching like there's just so many good ideas and so I became stumped I read through all of these I kind of like lit my fire again and that's what I'm looking to help you guys with you know Where's that accountability that you need? Where's that motivation that you want? Like, come join our Facebook group and then you can be a part of this discussion. Link is right below, but it's Girls Gone Healthy, healthy tips in your 20s. And I think that a few people got a little bit confused because there is a Girls Gone Healthy, like, page. It's like a business page that you can like, but, like, no one's posting personal stuff there. So make sure that you actually go join the group, not just, like, the page. But yes... So if you need that accountability, that's where you can find it and go enjoy this episode. You're gonna learn a lot about how we can go back to finding solutions instead of just focusing on the problem, so enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back. Today we're joined by Estelle and she's the leading expert in helping women who struggle with binge and emotional eating so that they can find food freedom and finally trust themselves around food. I'm so excited that you're joining us today.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Emily.
0: (laughs) Yeah, where are you joining us from today?
1: I'm from Australia in Melbourne in this little wine um, area called the Yarra Valley. It's really beautiful.
0: Oh, that sounds so nice. I've never been anywhere close to that
1: area. (laughs) Yeah, I've only been here for four years. I used to live in South Africa before this. So (laughs) it is just such a beautiful place to explore.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So I'm excited that you're on today. I was wondering if you could tell a little bit about your own health journey, your background, how you ended up coming into this space.
1: Absolutely. So, um, as you might have heard from my description, I actually, in my previous career, I was a business analyst. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, my journey started about 13 years ago. Uh, I was extremely unhealthy. I I worked a 15 hour workday every single day. There was no time to eat for me. So, I just lived off coffee and cigarettes. And in the evenings, I would get home and I'd binge eat. You know, some nights, my husband, would like, you know, he'd see I'm hungry. So he'd cook me a whole chicken, for example. And I'd eat the whole thing by myself uh, just to um, kind of get the nutrients in for the day. I had no energy. My life was just, you know, like full of work. And yeah, so unfortunately my health started becoming affected. I had many migraines um, and yeah, my body was just always tired and sore. And I decided I really just needed to make a change. So I started eating healthy. I took up some exercise. I started running, started seeing some results. Uh, I lost a bit of weight. And all of a sudden, my mind shift kind of went, well, hey, you know, you're losing weight. This is good. You're feeling a little bit more energy. However, what I started doing was I started obsessing over being thin, and I, I started following the you know some of the philosophies out there of eat le- eat less, run more. I'm sure you've heard of that one. <laughs> and yeah, so that just started a really unhealthy relationship with food in the other way. So I started obsessing with what I ate. I started cutting out more food groups. I started really just Um, obsessing over everything I else ate. I felt guilty over foods that you know if I ate a chocolate I felt guilty about it Uh, and then I would go and run to make up for it for example and all this behavior actually led me into a journey of becoming a binge eater. Um, I would run furiously during the week. I'd run roughly about 60 to 100 kilometers a week to make up for what I ate. And uh, if I was truly honest with me myself, like I really enjoyed running, but the reason I went onto the road every single day was because I needed to make up for a binge or to make up for a planned binge happening later on. Uh, So it was a really kind of a big struggle for me because I was really trying to be healthy. I was trying to do the thing, right things. However, I was still reacting and not being able to control myself around food really made me feel, feel quite helpless.
0: Yeah, because especially with your story too, I feel like it's one that a lot of people find themselves in, you know, they put health on the back burner because you're super busy, you had 15 hour days. And so when you'd come home, and then, you know, binge a bunch, have a huge meal, you're like, well, this is kind of the only option, you know, you were like, I'm just busy, like, I don't have time for health outside of that. And then when you did want to start making it a priority, I think this is also a trap that we all get into of, oh, well, like, I'm worrying about my weight, and I'm doing this to be better for myself but then you're actually still developing unhealthy habits like how you said like you'd kind of make yourself go for runs to make up for what you're gonna eat you know it's almost like
1: punishment exercise that you're falling into absolutely and you know it just becomes this vicious cycle of um you know finding um, doing exercise then believing that you deserve something to eat then you feel guilty about what you've eaten and then you back at exercise you know I, I went through patterns where I would run to the gym work out for two hours and then run back home kind of scenarios which is you know it, it's loads of fun at the during the time and it makes you feel like you're doing a lot and you feel um, sometimes amazing but most of the time tired but it's it's your body actually you know takes a big toll when we start over exercising like that and abusing exercise um, because of what we've eaten.
0: Yeah. So then, how did you get yourself out of this cycle?
1: Yeah. Well, that's that's a very good question because and um, so I struggled with that for quite a couple of years and um, my binge eating just got worse and worse. And in 2016, I attended a mind power course and it really changed my perspective over how I wanted to live my life but also in terms of my career and I really wanted to help other people be healthy and back in those days I thought me helping others being healthy is helping them to be thin and over exercise like I was doing (laughs) so it took me a while to Kind of decide where I wanted to be and in the same time I also thought well you know I can't help anyone if I can't sort myself out and uh, so I decided well you know what I've tried everything else I am gonna study um, yoga and unfortunately you know like being a yogi and part of being part of that yoga community there's you know There's a lot of philosophy that deals with leading leading a clean life, you know, being pure. And that actually made me think, well, I need to then eat even more clean. I need to, you know, be even more strict with what I eat. And the same with health coaching. My, My course, you know, really promoted health, but it was more in a space of promoting weight loss for health. So I kind of focused even more on being thin, and being really strict with what I ate. And obviously, that made it even my binge eating even worse. That's when I started binge eating. Funny enough, being on this health journey, learning how to help others, I was binge eating three, three times a week to like twice a day, um, <laughs> which is shocking sometimes, you know? And it's not like they, those mod, uh, modalities taught me that, it's just the way my mind perceived it for me to be and eventually I actually decided okay well I, I need help I cannot do this myself and I actually reached out to a coach um, who specializes in eating disorder recovery and that's pretty much where my recovery started um, it was a, like a, a good couple of months uh, with her but, you know, within six weeks of working with her, I was able to recognize everything that's causing my binge eating. And I was able to actually reduce them slowly. And after six weeks, they actually stopped.
0: Yeah, because you were kind of recognizing that you weren't living the healthiest life, you know, you were- in the yoga area, you were like, okay, they're promoting all these things that I know I shouldn't need to be eating healthier, pushing myself more, but it's just
1: hard to get out of that cycle. Yes. Yeah. So, and I think it's, we we try to do the best we can, but we also sometimes misinterpret, you know, what the yoga life is all about or what being healthy is all about. And What it is all about is knowing yourself and bringing in that balance, you know, bringing in balance in all areas of your life, not just when it comes to food.
0: I love that. Yeah, because that's the messaging that I always try to promote, too. You know, it's listening to yourself and it is balanced because, you know, there are healthier foods than others, but it's not healthy for your mind like it's not mentally healthy if you're restricting yourself from these so it's like okay you have to look at it from a more overall approach and that's really why I liked what you were talking about and especially with your coaching is you talk about food freedom so I was wondering if you could talk to us about what food freedom is
1: and then why you think that's so important Okay. Yeah. Such a good question. So food freedom, you know, when I start working with my clients or when I actually just initially chat to women, when they come to me, you know, approach me initially, the first thing they say to me is I feel stuck. It's all I can think about. It's like I'm in prison. I'm in food prison (laughs) and it's kind of because, you know, our, our mind has switched over and that's all it can think about is the food and it's kind of the solution it provides for everything during the day. So my clients um, they just really feel like they've been imprisoned by food in general and when we live like that we live in fear and it is just, um, you know, such a rest- like restrictive way for us to live because we like even we don't even want to think of food. And if we fear food, you know, one of the the main sources of keeping us alive is food. And now we're putting all this fear on it and guilt and shame. Um, it really takes such a toll um, on us, especially emotionally, uh, but it can also uh, physically as well. So food freedom is really releasing all forms of emotions around food. It's releasing especially those uh, feelings of guilt, the feelings of shame. Um, But it's also releasing those incessant thoughts of food. So bringing in that balance of understanding why our mind has been focusing on one thing to fix us or one thing that will make us feel better and understanding that we have other options we have other other ways that will actually actually solve the issue and not just distract us from what's really happening for us
0: yeah it's really just getting to that root of the problem and especially with when you're feeling stuck too you know you feel stuck so you're like okay let me do more let me think about food more let me do all the things more and it's like actually no food freedom is kind of doing less you know you're thinking about it less you're fearing it less and that's how you get unstuck
1: yes absolutely you know one of my clients she says like i'm just so so afraid of thinking of food so i said to her well Today, uh, all I want you to do is think of food because you've created such a big fear of just thinking about it that it's caused you so much anxiety that's, that's what's driving you to eat. So <laughs> sometimes it's a crazy ways of how we kind of just get ourselves into, you know, the way we think about food.
0: yeah. I think when people are first introduced, though, to food freedom, the first thought is, okay, but I won't reach my goals that way. You know, they're really dismissive of it because it's like, well, if you're not thinking as much about everything that you're eating, then, you know, I'm probably just going to go off the deep end and I'll just eat dessert for every meal. You know, like, I won't reach those goals. So how do you kind of combat that?
1: Yeah, so, you know, we really just, we focus on making sure that We get um, foods that really energize us. So my philosophy is always eat for energy, you know, and energy can mean certain foods will energize me really well, but it might not do so well for you, right? So we figure out what that is, but we still allow for other things that might not be as energizing, but will still just bring in that balance as well. So, yes, there is probably a time where, because we've had so many rules and restrictions on the way we eat, there might be a slight small space where you do kind of go, Oh, well, you know, now I can eat whatever I want because I'm leaning into this food freedom philosophy. But, if, you know, like it, it's only a couple of days where that will be the case, and then your body's going to want um, other foods to make you feel good and it's it's amazing how that shifts very quickly actually if you just lean into it and you let the control go
0: yeah because it's kind of what you're saying before like it is all about balance so you're you kind of balance yourself out of wanting to be energized but also having the foods that you really enjoy
1: Yes, absolutely. And it's amazing how the body just starts telling you, Hey, I need some vegetables today. Like, you know, (laughs) it's starting to pick up on the subtle um, cues of our bodies and also like releasing um, the, you know, stigma we've put on our cravings and understanding what our cravings are actually trying to tell us and what we need.
0: Yeah. So that kind of brings me to my next question too. So you deal with food freedom and then also you really focus on on binge eating and then craving. So how does food freedom help with that?
1: When we start with um, binge eating, for example, it's basically somewhere along the line where we um, feel so overwhelmed and the only thing that's making us feel better is food And so what happens over time is every time we kind of feel slightly uncomfortable emotionally, we reach for food because previously we have learned that food will soothe us and food will make us feel better. And this can come from from childhood already. You know, when we are babies, we cry. Our parents don't know what's wrong with us because we can't communicate. So they're like, okay, well, let's see. So we might be feeling an emotion. We don't know what's happening for us or what that emotion is. So we cry. Mum says, here's some milk. And the milk is sweet. It's comforting. And we're like, oh, yeah, that's making me feel better. And that's basically from, from that age, we start understanding that food is going to make us feel better. But what it hasn't done is it's, it's kind of skipped Um, the fact that we were feeling this emotion and it kind of dealt us into a distraction, if that makes sense. So we grow up, our mind develops, and especially if we, um, back in adulthood, there might be a space in time where something is just so overwhelming and we lean onto food for comfort. And that pleasure reward system in the brain realizes, ah, okay, every time I feel this, I can actually just um, eat that whatever soothed your feelings. It could be carbohydrates, it could be salty, whatever makes you feel better. And that's what your brain will start telling you. So eventually what happens is even if we're not feeling those emotions anymore, we might habitually start just thinking or craving, or, um, and it's called more an urge. You know, so the craving is more of a subtle little thing in the body saying, hey, like that would be nice. However, it's not constant, if that makes sense. However, an urge will be, oh my gosh, you just have to eat this. You have to eat this now. Your life depends on it. Like, you know, you've had such a busy day. You are just not going to get over this day until you've eaten that piece of cake. Uh, that that is kind of where the urge comes in, and it will talk to you the whole time around why it thinks you need to to eat, and it will tell you anything that it thinks you need to hear until you eat. So, basically, what food freedom is is first of all understanding your cravings, understanding your urges, and basically then start understanding that this part of the mind that tells you hey you just need to eat all the time is just a an instinct just a thought but our ability to act is not driven by that mind so that mind that tells us to eat I call it the food zombie brain. This kind of just switches off <laughs> off your mind. <laughs> and it doesn't have control on our actions. Our actions come from a different part of the brain. So if we can start training our frontal cortex, the one that actually moves our hands to reach out for that cookie, not to listen to that lower brain, we can break that pattern. And that is where free freedom comes in from a space of cravings and urges and binge eating.
0: Yeah. So it's kind of like knowing the freedom that you can have whatever you're craving, but then also, okay, maybe how do we also work around this so I'm not having to give in to every urge? Because I know exactly that feeling that you're talking about. Like you feel like, oh, my hunger's is taking over, you know, and you like feel like you're not even in control anymore.
1: And then, you know, there is something to be said about those cravings and those urges. They are there for a reason. So we've made them so much the enemy. We go, oh, no, cravings are so bad. But it's actually really starting to tune in and listen to, like, why am I having these cravings? What is it that my body actually needs? Because these cravings are not just here for fun. It's that, That's my body's way of trying to communicate with me.
0: Yeah. And then... How would you start to go into getting a better relationship with your binge eating, with your cravings?
1: How do you start changing that relationship that you have with food? Absolutely. So the first step is to really just start releasing those food rules that we've added onto food, you know, creating more of a neutral perspective on food. And, you know this can be quite hard because there's a lot of unlearning that we need to do because there's been so much social conditioning around it there's even our own conditioning we've done around food if I had to mention one food for example if I had to mention the word sugar you'll probably have at least 10 to 20 rules you've placed around sugar so it's really just starting to bring more of a neutral relationship into into food the next step that i normally do is understanding your triggers so understanding your cravings your body trying to communicate with you um, and how that has triggered you in the past but also understanding your Um, triggers when it comes to urges and your urges are triggered in three major ways the first one is actually being hunger so this is where we've actually restricted ourselves or just forget to eat whatever the case is and um, sometimes like for many of my clients they don't even realize that hunger can be a, a binge trigger and once we sort that out for them they are actually able to to reduce the binges um, quite drastically. Second is emotions. So we have emotional wounds. We have emotional feelings that, you know, it's just too uncomfortable to handle. And we want to just lean to food um, for, for comfort or distraction. And the third one, which is the second largest reason for binge eating is actually habitual. So somewhere in the past, we've realized that food um, is comforting when we feel any form of emotion and or just any part of the day. And that is where we actually start leaning into um, eating just automatically. So that's where we also feel like the brain is switched off and we just automatically eat. And yeah, so basically understanding where our triggers are, what triggers us, and then creating that understanding that we can and we are able to rewire the brain and not react to those cravings with leading to food, but rather listening and giving ourselves what we really need. Yeah,
0: and that's such an interesting trigger too of the emotional issue with it too, because it's like some people that are struggling with binging and they come to you and they're like oh I have this food issue well actually it might not even be a food issue you know it might be an issue that they have a lot of stress in their life and they just don't know how to release it or they're they're feeling an emotion really strongly and they just don't know how to react with that emotion and then they're taking it out with food and so that's why they think they have the food issue but it could just be triggered from something
1: else completely Absolutely. That's That was my belief for over 13 years was that I had a food issue and I just couldn't control myself around food, you know. <laughs> and actually it had very little to do with food. Food didn't make me eat it. It was actually mostly my emotions and a ha- like habits that was triggering it, but also my restrictive behavior. I actually had all the triggers because because I was so restrictive and because I was over exercising, my body was actually starving. And that is what kind of lends me into, into my binge eating journey.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I really like that you had mentioned that too, because I think that could really reframe a lot of people's minds of, okay, maybe you should think about it another way. It's not a food issue. And then also what you had mentioned with trying to change your relationship with food is all of the different food rules. Because- I'm going through this journey too. Like I've been evaluating my own lifestyle and I grew up as an athlete. And so I felt like I was still living by a lot of rules of, okay, I can't have X, Y, and Z before I work out. Or the only time I can have sugar is that 30 minute window after I work out. And there are so many rules like that. And then now that I'm no longer in that environment, I keep questioning. I was like, wait, why is this a rule of mine? Or like, who told me to do this? You know, it's not something that I
1: need to really follow <laughs> <laughs> so true and it's a, just amazing how we like somehow have built our reality around it and yeah it just takes time to actually just sit back and really think about like oh well, why is that a a rule of mine and you know I always go with a test of is it true false or I don't know and most of the time it's like well I actually don't know you know there's so many scientific. Um, reasons for eating foods, and then there's or certain foods, and then there's also scientific reasons for not eating them. So, like you know, who do I really believe? I. It's just better to actually lean on myself and my body rather, and see how it reacts within me instead of trying to use logic and <laughs> um, social conditioning to try and understand what that is for me.
0: Yeah. And then also to relate it to our conversation from earlier about the clean eating in the yoga world, it's like, that's usually the mesh, the messaging that we'll see online, you know, you'll see yoga with the juices, you'll see yoga with all of like the seeds and the vegetarian lifestyle. And even though that's what we're seeing, it's like, okay, no one told you, though, that a juice cleanse will make you better at yoga. (laughs) You know, like, that's just something that We have now believed because that's what we see, even if it's not necessarily someone telling you that that's a rule.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's so true. You know, it's like there's certain reasons why, you know, people might be drinking that uh, little juice, but you don't understand. All you see is a photo of someone having their post-yoga juice or smoothie um, and maybe that person has been on, on a cleanse for some reason, or maybe not. But we just assume. Oh well, you know, I need to drink just like I need to go on that vegetable juice cleanse because, <laughs> like you said, then then I might be better at yoga. And it's definitely not the case.
0: Yeah. And then my final question for you is: When you start working with a client and they first start trying this food freedom mindset, what's usually the biggest struggle that they face when they get started?
1: Uh, the biggest struggle they face is trusting that they can do this. It's the trust that they can actually stop binge eating. And the reason for this is because they have been through so many diets, so many exercise plans, everything they have tried in the past has failed but if you look at the history of you know what they have tried it's all about that restrictive mentality um, and it's always that punishment mentality if I don't get this 100% perfect then it's not going to work for me and so when they start with me usually what I do is I start building their trust in themselves that they can manage this But I also hold the space for them and I hold trust in them until they can trust themselves.
0: Yeah, that's great too, because it's like you can do it. It's something that, you know, you do have to work on it, but it is attainable. You know, there's no rules with this. It's not either like, okay, you're living with food freedom or you're not. Like, you can't mess it up. It's just something that. You do have to kind of work towards of just letting yourself go from these rules, but it's something that you can achieve.
1: Yeah, and it's just so surprising how when we start letting go of that perfection mindset and how we, if we start living out of that, you know, black and white kind of mindset where everything is it's either this way or the other, um, and I can't I either I binge eat or I am super strict. Um, there is a middle ground. You know, everything is about middle ground at the end of the day. There is no such thing as perfection and just leaning more into understanding why we are in this position of binge eating instead of making it the enemy Uh, because it's always cravings and binge eating is always just a signal that something deeper is going on for us.
0: Yeah, so just getting to that root of the problem. I love that. Um, so thank you so much for coming on today talking to us all about changing our relationship with food i just like to give you the time here to talk about where people can
1: find you you can find me on instagram at wholesome lifestyle project and i also have a facebook group called food freedom for binge and emotional eaters you're welcome to join my group and just get some more information and support
0: Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast, do me a favor and take a screenshot right now and post it on your Instagram story. You can tag me at Girls Gone Healthy Podcast at Girls Gone Healthy Podcast. Come say hi. Come say what's up. I'd love to connect with you and this would help support me to continue bringing you free content. See you next time.